Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the MMQB Gambling Podcast Divisional Round Preview coming up for you guys. I am one of your co-hosts, Jimmy Trainer, joined, as always, by Mitch Goldich and Gary Grambling. We will go through the four games for you. I hate the board, and I can only find one best bet. One and a half, really. I'm going to try to get to three by the end. We'll see what the... Uh, the fellas say, but let's uh, recap wild card, super wild card week. I went one, one, and one. Really should be one and one and two. I had the Bucks. Uh, we did it when we taped the pod. They were at minus eight. They got the push. By the time I bet it that Saturday night, it was nine and a half. So I was one, one, and one, though. Uh, had the uh, Ravens and uh, lost with the Bills. Mitch, how did you do? First off, I just want to say, I always love when you open the show. Big week. Hate the board. <laughs> it's just a great way to roll into everything. Uh, I'm with you. I also had the Bucks, and I I uh, remembered incorrectly. I thought all week that when we taped the podcast last week, we had said Bucks were minus nine. So I was all ready to come in and complain that I uh, had a loss that I wished was a push. Uh, and then you told me today it was actually minus eight when we taped, because I know it Sort of went back and forth. But anyway, uh, all that to say, one, two, and one for me, if I have a push there. Uh, 
Gary and I were both on the Rams covering, uh, and then I lost. I had the Bills, who won but didn't cover, and I had the Bears covering, which I knew was stupid, and did it anyway, and then it failed. But you uh, buried the league coming to me first. Mr. Gary Gramling, an award-winning picker this week. Tell us about your uh, unbelievable week cleaning oh, up d- there, Gary. I did before, uh, you know, uh, on tally site where you pick, uh, well, you can pick whoever you want, but I put in all my against the spread, straight up, straight up. I mean, whatever against spread straight straight up and uh, and totals and before the Sunday night sort of meltdown there I was uh, what would that have been I'd only missed one to that point and of course it was also my best bet in uh, the SI.com gambling uh, site so uh, so yeah I, I was something like fourteen and one going to Sunday night uh, and I did end up winning the uh, I don't know they, they they haven't sent me any money Wait or awards hold on, hold or on. trophies how can you be fourteen and one when there are only so the six games, and you can make two bets on each game. So that's yes. twelve. No, fourteen, no, three. And, fourteen and one going into Sunday night, no, it, and then Jimmy, and then it's, I, it's I missed everything. T- straight in up spread and total. Oh, straight so, up too. Okay. So fourteen okay. and fourteen and four still won uh, the world, okay, the world okay. championship, whatever whatever <laughs> they call it on tally site. So uh, I am waiting for whatever reward I get for that. But but yeah, it was uh you know it was, it was fourteen and one. I was feeling pretty good, and and uh, man, Sunday night was just weird. Uh, I didn't best bet that though. The, the best bet I missed was I did have the under forty five in football team and bucks and. Like you know, Mitch and I talked about, if that is any other Washington football team quarterback playing in that game, the game's 31-3. to Taylor Heineke just threw the whole thing off. Are we going to sit here and discuss ifs? Because we'll be here for about four months if we're going to do <laughs> no, that. No, no, no. This, this was the only bad beat in the history so what, of game. What was but, your yeah. record on this podcast last week? A two and one. Two, two and, and one. one. So two and one. Let's do what ifs for all <laughs> 256 regular season games. Yeah, that's right. That was, I mean, that was stunning. I think that's what ended up what ended up burning me too was that as soon as I heard that Heineke was the quarterback, mm-hmm. I went and put more money on the Bucks. So it was a Saturday night disaster in the in the trainer household. Um, well, we're, should we revisit the Washington San Francisco game last year that was nine nothing <laughs> played in the rain the while we're talking? No, just, Definitely just not. All right, four games, two Saturday, two Sunday, divisional round, like I said. Uh, I like the matchups in terms of like being a football fan and watching them. For betting, though, it's a tough week, so let's see what we got. It kicks off Saturday, first game of the day, Rams at Packers, Green Bay minus 6.5. The total here is 45.5. Gary? Uh, kind of like the, uh, the under here on the total. And I, I, I would lean Rams cause I think it's going to be a, a low scoring game. Uh, this is all sort of anecdotal. It's so tough to get a read on the Rams cause you don't know, uh, what's Jared Goff gonna be like health wise and how is he going to fare in what should be a pretty uh, cold weather game at this point. I, I, I imagine your thumb probably feels a little bit worse when you have a bunch of pins in it and you're playing in like 25 degree weather, but we'll set that aside. The whole reason Sean McVay hired Brandon Staley to be his defensive coordinator is he was like, man, I cannot solve these Brandon Staley defenses. Vic Fangio-style Brandon Staley defenses here. So uh, Matt LaFleur, same tree, the one guy who is a direct descendant of, uh, of Sean McVay worked under him. I think they're probably going to have similar issues against this Rams defense, and I think it just stays relatively low scoring. Again, 
Lambeau Field is a home field advantage uh, that a lot of other teams don't have, and and the Rams coming into this uh, environment, I, you know, I I don't like them to steal this game, but uh, I do like sort of a low scoring battle here, and and probably like a, a field goal difference when it's all said and done. Mitch, yeah, so the uh, the Rams, who by the way, Gary and I were both on them to win outright last week, but it's uh it's tough to decide who deserves more credit for that because. Gary said he liked the Rams based on the fact that Goff would be playing, and I said, I don't care if it's John Walford starting, I'm picking the Rams anyway, and so who ends up being right, because John Walford barely played, uh, and then Jared Goff <laughs> played most of the time. Like, you know, I, 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 say, I, said, I don't remember saying that. I, I said, I'll, you know, I'll take Walford if he's starting. Yeah, you, you were on the Rams, you picked them straight up, and uh, in your little write-up, didn't you say something about uh, oh, you were picking them thinking that Goff yeah, was going to be playing? Yeah, I, I wrote that on, like, oh. Sunday afternoon, though. Yeah. I didn't put well, thought into it. Anyway, um, so I don't know who gets credit, uh, but I think we can both uh, we can both share credit. But anyway, put that all aside. I think six point five is. Uh, I was actually I was a little surprised by the line to be honest when I first thought. I don't know why. I think my first instinct was just that uh, some of these lines would be lower. I think you know everyone talks about divisional round Saturday Sunday is like the best weekend of the year, and I'm excited. Like Jimmy said, there are some good matchups, and I'm hoping for close games. Um, but both this and the Chiefs game, um, you know, we've got two number one seeds playing at home, coming off buys, and I think the lines kind of reflect that. Um, but this week, I'm going to hop off the Rams, and I'm actually going to side with the Packers here, even though the line is a little bigger than I thought uh, that it would be. I just think the Packers have been great, and, you know, I don't want them to feel like out of sight, out of mind, just because we didn't see them play and win last week. You know, remembering what they looked like down the stretch of the season and knowing that they're at home. Gary, I think you made a great point about the uh, pins in Goff's thumb. You know, even if he's playing, you know, they said he is playing, but that doesn't mean he's 100%. And you're totally right that in the cold weather, that could just, uh, you know, exacerbate the feelings he's got and, and how much that hinders him. Um, you know, I think everyone wants to talk about this Rams defense trying to shut down Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers deserve credit. Like, they have a good defense, too. And, you know, I said last week a big part of the reason why I liked the Rams in what was an upset there is because I know just looking at the history of McVay against Seattle and they've beaten them a bunch. They've had their number. And, you know, again, it's a division game with an opponent they know well and they don't get that boost here. So even though I liked the Rams last week and we talked about them having value as a Super Bowl future possibly – you know, I have also been burned by them a couple times this season. They did not show up every single week. Obviously, they you know they went ten and six, not thirteen and three. I think Green Bay's better. I think the home field advantage definitely matters, and you know I think they're going to be rested. I think if it might snow again, and they've played in those elements before, they uh, blew out the Titans in that snow game uh, at night in Lambeau, and so I, I do. I like Green Bay here to win by a touchdown. I love the Packers here. This is the only game I like. Less than a touchdown. Uh, I just think. I'm not sold on – I understand the Rams' defense is good. I mean, it's not really something that's debatable. I just don't think they're good enough to stop the MVP. I think Rodgers is playing at a level that um, the Rams are not going to be able to slow him down, and I don't think that Rams' offense, no matter who the quarterback is, can keep up with Green Bay. I, I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I, I shouldn't say this. I, I, I was going to say – Wolford might be a better option than Goff. That's not true. But I have no faith whatsoever in Jared Goff going on the road in Green Bay and winning a game. I still am scarred by Goff basically soiling himself in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. He had, I mean, he was so out of his league in that game, it wasn't even <laughs> funny. And now he's going into Green Bay 
you know, what you saw last week, even against, I mean, the, the Seahawks defense stinks and Goff struggled a little bit there. Because um, And he is banged up in fairness to him as well. So you throw all that together. I don't see how the Rams um, can put up enough points here to keep up with Rodgers, who I don't think will be slowed down. And we, we probably should just mention Walford is out and the backup is going to be Blake Bortles. So how would you feel if you bet the Rams and then Goff has an issue with his injured hand and in comes Blake Bortles in the divisional round against Green Bay? Again, I don't know if that's a worse option than Goff because Goff in these big games is is, is he looks like he just, you know, can't handle it. He but. he got he got one down in New Orleans. A little help from the uncalled pass interference, but he did get one in his defense. I mean, really? <laughs> Actually, we should say Blake Bortles probably had the uh, game of his life in the divisional round a few years ago. That shootout mm. with Pittsburgh was in this round. So, we, you know, we've seen it from him on this stage. The nightcap on Saturday should be fun with uh, people in the stands there in Buffalo, those crazy animals. The Bills, two and a half point favorites against the Ravens. The total here is 49 and a hook. Mitch. I think this is by far the hardest game of the week on the board. I love both of these teams right now. And it, it hurts me to have to pick against either one of them. Honestly, nothing here would surprise me. I could see a close game, and I think either team winning in a blowout, I feel like I'd be able to look at how they finished their season and build a narrative that justified it. Uh, truly, nothing here would surprise me. Um, you know, it's so hard. I, I'm picking the Bills to win this game straight up just because, I, you know, I have to pick someone. They are at home. I think they've been the better team over the course of the whole season. You know, you could make the argument about who's better right now, and Baltimore is certainly very hot and on a long winning streak as well. Um, I think if the spread was more than three, I would probably just take the points because why not get the points and hope it comes down to a field goal. Uh, but given that it's exactly three, my gut says just side with the Bills. Um so then, you know, I was looking at the total. I, I kind of, I lean the over, but <laughs> again, uh, you know, Baltimore, their defense has been, I mean, they were great down the stretch against basically some pretty crappy opponents. Um, but then they, holding the Titans, what they did last week, holding Tennessee to just 13 points, uh, gives me some pause. I think it's, <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, if you want advice, people are trying to make money. Sometimes I just want to help people enjoy the games. I think betting the over is just like a fun way to watch this game. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's uh, the best financial decision, but I mean, I just think this is going to be an awesome game to watch and you can just root for points. And that's a more fun way to spend your Saturday night uh, than rooting for these great offenses to get stopped. Um, but, you know, I, I want to say leaning the over just because both of these offenses are so fun to watch and you'd think they're going to be able to go back and forth and score points. And uh, But, you know... Maybe the Ravens are going to shut down the Bills. I just think it's hard. I have, I have really, I mean, I'm rambling now. I have no feel in this game at all. It's a stay away from me. I'm leaning Bills. I'm leaning the over, but I don't have strong feelings about it on either side. Gary. I kind of like Baltimore. I, I was going back and forth. Will I best bet it? I'm not quite sure. Maybe, I, maybe I'll go with what uh, Jimmy says ultimately, but uh, I'll, I'll put this out there. Uh, number one, there are a lot of trends that show Ravens the last three years against really good offenses on the road usually cover, usually go under uh, when it's all said and done. Yeah, their defense travels well is basically what the what the lesson is there. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned about the bills uh, i mean look they, they 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 got outplayed 
by the Colts. I, I don't think there's any uh, any doubt about that. They did get out coached. Uh, Josh Allen, even though statistically he looked good, he did heat up for a little bit in the middle of that game. I think he was a little bit overwhelmed by some of the disguises. He might have been a little bit overwhelmed by the moment. I don't want to overstate it. This was not like a anything resembling a meltdown. He didn't look like he was in complete 1,000% command like he had looked over the last five or six weeks of the season. And that was a little bit uh, was a little bit alarming to me. I, I have a soft spot for the Bills. I do generally uh, feel a nice warmth when they win games. So uh, I'm a little bit down on Buffalo right now relative to everyone else. But like I said last week, so red hot, so good in the second half of the season. You, you can't it's difficult to bet against them when it's all said and done. Yeah, I got a few things here. I'm going to push back on Gary here just a little bit because I'm very worried about the Bills, too, as someone who's picked them last week, best bet, picked them to, I said, three weeks ago they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think it was Allen that worried me based on his play. His receivers were atrocious in that game, especially in the first half. They dropped way too many passes. I thought Allen was fine. I wonder if the Bills have gotten a little too cocky, maybe, reading the press clippings a little bit. Um, they didn't come out last week like they were on a mission to basically kick ass, get rid of the Colts, and move on. They let the Colts hang around way too much. Like you said, outplayed. That worried me. Oh, I, the, the mindset there worried me a little bit. I didn't like the way the receivers played. And more than the receivers and more than Allen, the defense could not stop the Colts at all. Um, I was, you know, I was alarmed by what I saw. I thought maybe I'd go with Baltimore as the pick in this because I loved everything I saw. Even though Baltimore only won 20 to 13, um, I have a feeling they're going to be a tough out from what I saw from them. Ultimately, though, I think I'm going to be with Mitch here and go with the over 49 and a half. I think you're going to see some points in this one. Uh, again, if the Bills receivers catch a couple of more balls like they should have there in the 30s last week, and I don't, you know, based on what I saw against the Colts, obviously completely different offense because they have Phillip Rivers who can't move, but I could see Lamar Jackson, obviously, not saying anything shocking yet, having a big day on the ground. So uh, that over 49 and a half is enticing to me, and that one more than a side. Can I, uh, can I float a theory here that you've made me think? Sure. I think we've, we've talked all year with the playoff expansion that it would be bad for the two seeds making them uh, have to play an extra game instead of getting the bye. Maybe it might be good for the Bills that they got a little bit of a tune-up last week and dipped their toe in and played instead of uh, showing up like, I don't want to accuse Baltimore last year of showing up cocky and uh, getting blown off, but maybe they got a little bit of a wake-up call and maybe that helps them this week coming into a tougher game instead of I showing like up theory. after a week off. Yeah, I, right. I definitely Bill, like that theory. Bill, are you saying that uh, going up against Tua and the uh, Dolphins' offense was not a suitable tune-up for the Buffalo Bills if they got a bye? I don't know about that, Mitch. It's a it's a working theory. Nothing's final. <laughs> yeah. I do like that theory, I have to say. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. First game Sunday, Browns go into Kansas City. Chiefs, 10-point favorites. The total here, a whopping, and I do mean whopping, 57 Uh Browns will have all their people back, coaches and all head coach and everything from COVID. Not that it seemed to matter last week when they embarrassed the Steelers and uh, Chiefs coming off that by minus 10 at home against Cleveland. Gary. Yeah, I'd lean Chiefs. Uh, lines a little bit too high. Totals a little bit too high. Uh, you know, I, the Browns have been very good offensively in the second half of the year. No doubt about that. Uh Part of the reason they've been good offensively, though, is they have been getting out to leads. Your play action is more effective when you're playing with the lead because it, you know, it's it's more realistic that you might run the ball as opposed to when you fall behind by three touchdowns. Uh, I do just feel that 57 is kind of related to the. Uh, I don't know what to say about Sunday night. I, I've never seen a playoff team. Uh, it's it's not even play badly. Just have so many just goofy blooper turnovers in the first half of the game and and the Browns absolutely deserve to win that game but uh you know did they deserve to win it with the number of points they scored and the the relative comfort that they won it in by the time the fourth quarter came around I don't know I mean you know are they gonna they have another 35 points in them probably probably not but uh it, it was a weird game it's a weird team to get a read on right now but those numbers are just a little bit too much for me to to really put any stock in here Mitch. 
Yeah, I can't believe we are at this point where here we are in the playoffs and I'm picking against the Chiefs, who I've been all over for three years now. But I think you have to take the Browns here. And, you know, I, I, was, a, I was surprised this line was so high. We've talked about this all year, that the Chiefs just don't blow people out. They have not won a game by double digits since they beat the Jets in Week 8. Uh, looking at them, one site had the Chiefs at 7-9 and nine against the spread this season. I know, you know, it changes because, you know, you're judging records and when in the week did you get it, and the lines changed everything, but still 7-9 and nine against the spread for a team that went 14-2 and two this season means they had seven instances where they won the game outright but failed to cover, and you could easily see that happening here. Um, they've done it in all different kinds of ways. We've seen them get up big uh, and then let teams back into it and backdoor cover. We've seen them fall behind and have to pull it out in the end. Um, so, you know, I'm on Cleveland here. Um, I have all the respect in the world for Kansas City. I expect them to win the Super Bowl still. Uh, as a uh, as an Eagles fan, I'm well aware of Andy Reid's incredible record his entire career coming off of a bye week which he did, you know, I forget the numbers exactly, but he was like dominant off of a bye in Philly and then carried that over to Kansas City and continued doing it his whole career. Um, The Browns, you mentioned that they're getting Kevin Stefanski back, and I think it's not just him, but it affects the whole staff. Like just reading about what they did this week where they had, it's like a cascade where different guys on staff slid into different positions to make up for, well, this guy's out and this guy's out and who's going to take care of our, you know, like replay reviews and, and all kinds of things. Um, and then looking at some of the specific players that they get back from the COVID list, Denzel Ward is huge, and Kevin Johnson, another cornerback, because obviously you're going up against Kansas City. Your secondary is as important as anyone on the team, just knowing how many weapons they have all over the field. Um, I'm a little bit worried about Denzel Ward just because, you know, I was reading some about uh, – he was talking about what it was like for him, and he did have actual COVID symptoms, I think – We've seen some guys, plenty of guys this year held out because they had uh, close contacts or positive tests, but not necessarily symptoms. He was saying that he did actually have it. So, you know, who knows if he's going to be 100%. But I think getting those guys back in the lineup is going to be important. And I also think Cleveland's the kind of team we've talked about this year where they have a running game. You know, if you're looking for a team that's going to keep it close against the Chiefs or try to pull the upset, I like a team that can run the ball and keep the clock moving and try and shorten the game, fewer possessions. I think Cleveland can do that. Now, listen, would it uh, surprise me if the Chiefs come out and score 50 points? Not entirely. Um, But, you know, I think looking at these two teams and their body of work, the Browns over the second half of the season, the Chiefs and what they've done all year, uh, I I think you're totally justified uh, thinking that this game is going to be within 10 points. Yeah, I don't know where to go with this one. I, I, I want to pick the Chiefs badly. I, I, you know, will they flip on the switch? I'd have to think so. But ten is high for a playoff game, um, especially the way the Browns can run the ball. Um, you know, that can make a ten point cover a little tricky. I don't know what to expect from the Browns' defense in this one. I. I out of all the games, this is the game I have the least feel for. I really don't have a lean on a side. I don't have a lean on a... Listen, logically, my brain tells me bet the under because the over 57 is just absurd. But you have to have a certain amount of guts to bet the under in the Chief game. And I definitely don't have those guts. So I'm a big wimp. I can't do it. I have no leans here. I I, I really... I, I don't know. The Chiefs just... The way they played for the last like two months of the season, I don't know how to predict whether they can cover or not. So... um. I might just sit back and enjoy this one and not have any interest. Uh, last game of the weekend, Sunday, 6.40 p.m. It is the Saints minus three at home 
against Tom Brady and the Bucks, 51 and a half. I think the best game. I mean, you're right there with Baltimore Buffalo, but this is a good one. I think, you know, with the quarterbacks and their ages, Brady, obviously, that picture this week, big hit. I'm sure they'll show that on Fox multiple times. <laughs> and uh, Saints, field goal favorite, 51 and a half, Mitch. Jimmy, you're not going to plug your uh, media podcast? Mr. Plugs here. I thought you'd get Sure, Trey Aikman, who's calling the game, was on the SI Media podcast this mm-hmm. week. There yeah, you make go. sure you subscribe. Check that out. Nice. Uh, there we go. Yep. Um, I am on the Bucks here. Um, this is my, uh, I think this is my only upset pick of the week. Uh, not that anyone would be terribly surprised if Tampa won this game, I think. Um, you know, I mean, the, the story, besides the quarterbacks, obviously, people are talking about the trends and how hard it is to beat a team three times in one season. I'm not worried too much about that. I mean, one of those games was in week one, which is so long ago. And we talked about it at the time. It was basically a preseason game for Tampa. They they didn't have an actual preseason this year, and it was Tom Brady's first game in the system, and we knew that was going to be tough for him. And then the other was 38-3, to <laughs> which is a clunker that's, that's a little bit harder to dismiss uh, given the score. But that was also so long ago. Uh, I think that was week nine. And I just think Tampa is a much better team since then. I've, I've come around on them a lot. I think uh, listeners of this podcast have heard that. I expected them to be kind of underwhelming this season, and I've been impressed from what I've seen, especially as the year's gone on. Um, they're at the point where I sort of just expect them to score every time they have the ball. Um, I know that they're not going to score uh, every time they have the ball against New Orleans because the Saints' defense is good, but I do think that they're going to get their shots I thought it was encouraging to see Mike Evans go for 100 yards last week. I talked about Antonio Brown uh, and thought that he'd be a huge help last week, especially if Evans was out. Uh, And, you know, given what we thought at the time when we taped last week, we saw that injury from him in Week 17, seeing him go out and go over 100 yards and have a huge second half uh, is encouraging that they've got all those guys. And to be honest, you know, I feel a little bad saying this. I've sort of been waiting all year to fade the Saints in the playoffs. (laughs) I'm sure that their their fans don't want to hear that. Um, but you know, I had my preseason picks. I had the saints being very good in the regular season and then bowing out. Um, I think in this round, my pre playoffs bracket had this matchup and I picked the bucks winning here and I'm going to stick to it. Um, you know, I I, I don't know. I don't want to get into a whole thing about like Drew Brees breaking down at the end of the year and Taysom Hill usage and all that stuff that I, I think saints fans are tired of hearing about. And let's be honest, like some of their crushing, Playoff defeats, the pass interference call, the Minneapolis miracle. Like, I'm not going to sit here and put that all on Drew Brees. Obviously, I know they're a good team. I know they're a great roster top to bottom. Um, But, you know, we talk a lot about Drew Brees and, uh, you know, playing in the dome and what an advantage that is for an older quarterback. I think Tom Brady benefits just as much from playing in the dome. And I think we've seen uh, the Bucs offense, uh, especially recently, we saw them in Detroit, in Atlanta, just totally on fire. And I think they're going to be able to continue doing that. And, you know, I've talked about the quarterbacks. It's a very simplistic way to do that, uh, you know, when we've got an entire team and both teams have good defenses and everything. But I just have more faith in Brady right now than Breeze. And I'm looking at it, uh, you know, easily a close game, divisional game, but you're getting three points. Um, you know, my head says definitely just take the points, uh, especially when I think the Bucks can win outright anyway. Yeah, I, I want to pick the Bucks so badly. I wrote down Bucks <laughs> for my best bet, crossed it out. Um, I'm a little concerned. You know, I think Brady, you know, it took him a while to sort of get in rhythm with Arians and that offense and his teammates. It's obviously all flowing now. Little concerned about what I saw from their defense last week against Heineke. Now, obviously, you play a quarterback you've never seen on film, you didn't prep for, maybe you're not prepared. They, they're familiar with Breeze. But 
ultimately, <laughs> I mean, Heike, Heineke was completing passes all over the place. And I think the Saint defense is better than the Bucks defense. I think the Saints defense is actually pretty good, and there aren't really good defenses in the NFL this year. So because of that reason, I, I, I'm i not going to pick the Bucks because I wanted to, and I won't pick the Saints because I don't like betting against Tom Brady. Um, but I do think the Saint defense probably ends up being the difference here. So I would I would go minus three, you know, go minus three if I had to make a pick. I'll give you uh I'll give you a good gambling tip though that I that I that that we don't cover here because we do the, the sides and totals. But on the website where I place my wagers, the Bucks team total for Sunday, now you're laying my, minus one thirty five juice, but their team total for Sunday is twenty three and a half. I do like that. I think this will be a high scoring game and I think they'll get to 24. I just, uh, might be a struggle to get there, but I think they'll get to 24. So that's where my eye will be on Sunday. Um, I, I kind of like the, uh, Jimmy, you're about to cut me off where I get to oh, give sorry. my uh, take I on this game. Aren't you? My bad. Go I ahead. jumped I, in. It's not like we were talking, okay, my bad. Yeah. I jumped in smoothly and then, yeah. uh, and then yelled about it. Uh, so. You should just jump in when it, you, you know, just be like, Jimmy, what the, what the F are you doing? And just, <laughs> the, I mean, the one thing I want to throw out there, and and this is kind of fitting because I had pulled up this article, I'd bookmarked it. Football Perspective has this article on teams with a chance to beat an opponent three times in a season because there's this old talking point, uh, you know, it's tough to beat a team three times in a season. And, well, you usually don't play a team three times in a season. And uh, Jenny Rentis sort of threw it in as a throwaway line on our Monday show and uh, a young uh, or old or middle-aged person uh tweeted in to to say like actually uh it's it's quite easy to beat a team three times in a season and really practically it should be easy to beat a team for a third time because you've already beaten them twice uh so with all that in mind i look i I just think the saints are the better team i think they will win this game by more than a field goal in their own building i do think it stays low scoring i don't know if i'll uh, get on that uh, get on that under when it's all said and done uh, because I do think uh, you have some sort of you know sort of trailing uh, put up some points type of uh, scenarios here but uh, the the only thing that makes me hesitate is we have seen in the two matchups the Saints pass rush just completely obliterate this Bucks offensive line and when the Bucks went on that big run late in the regular season it was against teams that have no pass rush the, the Lions the Falcons uh teams that they they just match up well against so last week when their offensive line did outplay Washington's very good pass rush uh for the most part until Alex Kappa got hurt and uh, Jonathan Allen made a couple plays late in the game that was encouraging, and that makes me a little bit more hesitant. But I, I probably will end up best betting the uh, the Saints in this one, given the points. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I, you know, I said the Saints defense is good, and then I said I'm going to bet over twenty three and a half for the Bucks. I mean, when I say that, I think the Saints defense is good. They're not going to stop the Bucks or, or stop Tom Brady. They're, they'll put up points. They're just not like get, they're not getting in the thirties and you know uh, low thirties, high thirties like they have been. I think you know Tampa lands on twenty four, twenty seven, something like that. Um, all right. Now I am, I think it's time for best bets. I think we got everybody covered. I think I'm back on track. So let's see here Four games. So the best bets will be a little, uh, a little skimpy, but we'll see what uh, the guys have here to, to get you home. Mitch, what do you got? All right. I got nine bets that I like. No, I'm kidding. I'm on uh, three bets this week. Um, all sides for me, no totals. Uh, and I think I might be against, uh, you guys in a couple spots here, maybe not, but I'm going to take the uh, Packers minus six and a half hosting the Rams. 
I'm, I can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm on the Browns to cover plus 10 in Kansas City, and I will do it Bucks plus three in New Orleans. Those are my three. Gary. So I'm going to go Saints minus three against the Bucks, and uh, I'll go ahead and do it. Uh, Ravens plus two and a half at Buffalo, because if the Bills win, I'll, uh, again, have that warm feeling in my heart. And if they lose, I'll at least have something to uh, console my, my, I don't know, battered feelings. Uh, I'm going Green Bay minus six and a half. Tweet just came over the old Twitter machine about a minute ago. Obviously, you're an idiot if you go by a sample size of two games, but I'm an idiot, so I'll do it. Jared Goff, no touchdowns, five interceptions, 16.4 total QBR in two games in freezing temperatures, and then it's supposed to be 35 degrees at the high, 26 the low in Green Bay. So lay less than a touchdown there. I I would imagine that line's going to go to a touchdown by uh, Saturday afternoon. So if you want to bet the Packers, I'd get on a little early. Um I'll best bet it I, just because I don't want to have one. I'll give you over 49.5 Baltimore Buffalo. Uh, maybe the Bills receivers catch the ball and Lamar Jackson runs wild and we, we go over the total there. All right. That wraps it up for us for Divisional Weekend. Enjoy it. We'll be back next week for the title games. It's amazing. Two uh, two weekends left after, after uh, this weekend. Very sad. What will we do without football? All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And uh, good luck with your wagers. Stay safe. We'll see you next week right here on the MMQB Gambler Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge 
Challenge Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.